Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now let's get into the episode. So yeah, I don't know if you watched Peyton, but the uh, U.S. men's basketball team doing us proud, not really in the first quarter. They um, kind of had a little slow get off there, but they were able to you know, make us proud, show the Puerto Ricans who's boss. They had so, us in the first half, not going to lie. Yeah, no, it wasn't pretty. I was like, oh man, you know, they're talking about how this is going to be like the worst U.S. team. Not that we're an Olympic team or anything, but you know, it's still, you're playing against the world. But um. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty slow start. Um, everyone was on Austin Reeves' meet, even though he can't defend. So, um, for as many points as he makes, he probably gives up double the amount. So, <laughs> all, all I'll say about him. Our starters look pretty solid, though. Uh, everyone, we got massive length on the team. Wow. Anyways. Um, mm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, pretty good length. Uh, I think Jalen Brunson. Definitely tried to look like the leader out there. I'm not sure if he ended up doing that, but I know that's the direction Steve Kerr wants to go with the team. And I'm sure the, I'm sure at the end of the day we'll end up winning gold. I see. I don't know. I don't see a route where is it, we're not going to be like the U.S. women's soccer team. Guess I'll say that. I mean, we're not going to get put out in the first round. I doubt that. If that happens, I think it would be a shock to everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. None of those players would be allowed back in America. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like a bad year for in basketball for us is like anybody else's dream year. Finish yeah. runner up, maybe. I, yeah, I was gonna say, what happened for us to make the dream team again? I forgot. Like, didn't we? Like, it's not like I forgot what happened to make the dream team be made. The Olympic dream team, if you know what I'm talking about. No, I, yeah, I do recall. Um, I think we we just had, suffered like an embarrassing loss or something, and. People were starting to talk garbage about the U.S. And they said, you know what? We'll show you what it looks like when the best U.S. <laughs> players play. Yes, and it was proper shellackings from there on. But, um, yeah, I wish they would bring back those types of teams, like where people actually want to play for the United States. I mean, to me, Team USA and like, uh, baseball is a big thing. Uh People love to play for Team USA. This year, they got a lot of the best players like Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. Mike Trout, uh, Ray Turner. You know, it's good to see like the best players in that sport play for for their team, so or for their nation. So I wish they would kind of do that back, go back to doing that in basketball. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and it's, uh, I guess it's more or less players don't really. It's not that they don't want to represent the country. I guess it's just at the end of the day, is like, oh, I make millions, you know, playing professionally. Why would I go out there and risk myself? Or like, I don't. Like, there's really no need for me to do this. Yeah. Plus, um, it's their break time, if you will. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a pretty long season. I, I wish. I kind of wish they would move. Uh, what it? You know, international play up towards maybe like training camp. So instead of like just going through a training camp, working the kinks out. You can go play some actual games, get some good mm-hmm. experience. I mean, sure. I mean, of course you'll have you'll go through a little bit of training camp first, but I believe that's what they do for baseball. Like the uh, the World Baseball Classic, they have it more geared towards like spring training and stuff. So, like yeah. uh, players will miss some of their spring training, and then uh, you know they get obviously get good game experience, and then just fall right back into spring training afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to, to something like that. But you um, see a lot more players play in that in that scenario. 
Yeah, perhaps. I don't know. You never know with NBA players. I feel like NBA is filled with the most prima donnas out of any sport. Maybe uh, maybe soccer tops it, but, you mm-hmm. know. Water receivers. Hmm. I don't know. NBA might have a beat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, let, uh, let me take you back to a time whenever um, there was a missed call in a Celtics and Lakers game, <laughs> and LeBron <laughs> couldn't believe it. I mean, dude, that was the most – Hilarious thing I think I've ever seen in an NBA game. That and Luka Doncic's emoting. <laughs> yes, the emote after that sick. Um, he, he just tied it up. I think I don't even think it was a game winner. He just they were down like ten with like five seconds left. Something crazy, stupid. And they came back and he hit. I know we're well past. Uh, <laughs> he emoted. <laughs> I, I know we're well past the NBA season, but I'm just gonna throw it out there again. It's been said by many, but this was definitely the funniest season that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, and um, world class humor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you can pretty much pick any moment from any team. It'd probably be like the funniest moment from that team in the past, like three or four years. You know, <laughs> never so. forget uh, Zion three sixty windmilling on the Suns, and then like two games later, getting hurt for the year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, but. It is what it is. He played his uh, minimum that he needed to to get his money to send to the uh, OnlyFans Ryan model. Rose. Yes. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, oh, anyway, so it, um, I think that's enough basketball. Um, NFL released their top 10 finally. I say their top 10, but as voted on by the players, as they say. And um, I'm not sure if you've seen the list, Peyton, but I'll run through it really quick. Yeah, Number 10 is Chris Jones, 9 is Micah Parsons, 8 Josh Allen, 7 Tyreek Hill, 6 Joe Burrow, 5 Travis Kelsey, 4 Nick Bosa, 3 Jalen Hurts, 2 Justin Jefferson, and 1 Patrick Mahomes. Any surprises in that list for you? Uh, I might get some hate for this, but I don't think Jalen Hurts is a – Top three player in the NFL. I think he's very good before I get started. I, and definitely a top five quarterback in the NFL. But it'd be hard for me to put him over Joe Burrow Racist. and Josh Allen. Racist. I mean, I have half of Patrick Mahomes at number one. <laughs> there you go. No. Uh, no, obviously Patrick Mahomes is number one. Uh, I, Nick, seeing Nick Bosa that high up is a little surprising to me. Just, just because he's – somewhat injury prone. I mean, when he's on the field, he's most certainly a top five player though. I'll give mm-hmm. him that. Uh, Chris Jones uh, being up there. That's nah, not really a surprise. It's mm-hmm. just a surprise that he's still not signed to a team. Specifically the Kansas city chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to see the defensive players getting recognition. The fact that, I mean, it's obviously mainly, you know, line, or people who line up on the line, you know, I, you know, your Jones, Parsons, and who else was it, Bosa? Yeah, Bosa. Uh, Nick, Nick Bosa. Um, shows you how how much of a threat they are to offenses, the fact that they've garnered that much respect. That I mean, let's be honest, it's probably offenses that are voting them more high than, like, defensive players. Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, typically, you respect your opponent who you play straight up against, and so – I feel like these rankings are more of a reflection of, you know, oppositions. Um, you know, granted, I'm not saying like Patrick Mahomes wouldn't vote for Joe Burrow to be a top three quarterback. You know, I'm not saying he wouldn't just because they both play offense. But, you know, I feel like there's more respect, more respect for people who go up against each other. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining almost all every offensive lineman in the NFC probably voted for Nick Bosa 
as like a top three player. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he is spectacular. As is Chris Jones and uh, obviously Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Probably the defensive player of the year this year if I, if I was a betting mm-hmm. man. Yeah, and um, I am a betting man, but I do need to do more more uh, research. He's probably the favorite, but uh, you know me. I hate betting favorites unless it's just like stupid not to. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. who, who you got there? You got Nick Bosa, obviously Micah Parsons. Patrick uh, Queen. Aaron Donald. Pa- Hello, Patrick Queen. Um, uh, Cam Jordan, <laughs> resurgence year. Yes, Jimmy Graham, offensive player of the year. Yeah. Um, he's still then, six eight, and he still loves the red zone. Apparently, according yeah, to him. I, <laughs> I guess I mean not much else you can say about yourself. <laughs> not like what else can you say about yourself? Similarly, the last time we saw him, he walked off the field in the dome after catching touchdown pass for the Bears in the playoffs. So I thought he disappeared after that, never to be seen again. Yeah, he's back. Then one day I just see the Saints are signing him. Couldn't believe my eyes. No, and I don't think anyone could believe it. Don't think anyone could believe it at all. But yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really surprised at that top ten. I kind of am, kind of not. Um, I think they all are deserving of those. Mm, I take that back. I think I think they're all they all deserve to be ranked. Maybe obviously some of these numbers can be flipped. I agree with you on the Jalen Hurts kind of side of things. Three seems seems a little outrageous. Um, I, mean, I think people are just high I, on I think them. the Super Bowl bias obviously has a lot yeah. to do with that. Yeah, I was gonna say that. He really did have a good season too, don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I mean MVP caliber season. But I don't know. Yeah, there's a number, number, number three, three above Burrow and above <laughs> Allen is is a little a little which, extra. Which Allen didn't have a great year, if we're gonna be real. But mm-hmm. I still when when I say when I hear top one hundred players, I'm not saying oh who had the best one hundred seasons last year. I'm thinking best one hundred players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Well, um. We can move on from that and stay on football, actually. Just move to the amateur level. That is the NCAA. If you'd like, yep. maybe give a little ACC preview. I'm good with it, man. All right. Let's run into it, then. Full steam ahead. Who is the worst team in the ACC? Virginia. I actually have Georgia Tech. But Virgi- but you see, and here's, so- here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Freaking ranks 14. There's 14 teams in the ACC, right? Yes, I think six through 14 <laughs> could all finish last. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say my six, but maybe, maybe realistically, like, not, mm, realist, mm, I don't know. I'm looking through my list. Realistically, is there six bottom, Louisville? Yes. Mine too. But, and that's, that's the thing. There, there, you have your upper echelon of Florida and Clemson, Miami. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, Florida State, Clemson, Miami. I kind of – we'll talk about them later. But basically, there's like a one and two, and then like a three through five. And then, and then like a six – yes, and then like a six through 14. But the, there's a decent-sized gap between six and 14 in my eyes. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, I'll agree with that. But, but there's a lot of question marks for all of those teams. Yes. At the, like at the end questions. of the day, it, it wouldn't surprise me if my six finished in 10th or if my 14th finished in 9th, I guess, you know? Yes. 
it just wouldn't surprise me all the way around. But um, well, so if you want, we can either go team by team because something tells me we're gonna vary a lot here, at least in these like first ten teams. Um, <laughs> if we want, we can go team by team, or we can go what we have them like rank by rank. Uh, I'm not sure really? is there a better way to do it. You know, one way is better than the other, but. No, we can go uh, team by team if you'd like. What if I don't want to? I mean, it was your suggestion. Ah, I'm joking. So. I'm joking. Ha ha. Yeah, we can go team by team. Um, we can start with Virginia if you'd like, since you said them first. And like I said, I mean, I have them at 13 personally, but um, yes. 14 is not far off. Bottom, no. bottom, bottom feeder, either way. Yeah, and I mean, point blank, they're just not a good team. They weren't three and seven last year. Uh, one and six in the ACC. They they have a second year head coach. Um, man, I just <laughs> I don't know, man. They're just not good. They lost their quarterback, which mm-hmm. was pretty much the bright spot of their team. Um, I, I mean, what? Hey, if there's not much to say, just say that. There's not much to say. They're they're bad mm-hmm. on offense. They're even worse on defense. They lost their quarterback and their the good receivers that they actually had last year. And they still went three and seven last year with a decent quarterback and good receivers. So mm-hmm. they lost all three of those or all their good receivers and their quarterback. And their running back got shot. <laughs> uh yeah. Worse than three and seven this year. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'll go game by game if you'd like. Oh yeah, I mean, if you want, I mean, I have a record prediction for them. If you want to give a rec- record prediction too, or you can go, you can go game by game. I'll keep a tally for you. So obviously, last year, I know three and seven sounds weird, but obviously their final two games, yeah, final two games of the season were canceled after the incident they had on the bus on campus. Um, but this year I do have them finishing three and nine. They beat James Madison, Ooh. beat William and Mary, Whoa. and beat Georgia Tech, and that's about it. <laughs> that's exactly what I have. Yeah, I have them go one and seven in the conference, three and nine overall, uh, yep. beating all the same teams you mentioned: Georgia Tech, William Mary, James Madison. Uh, I will say. I think their defense is probably light years better than their offense, only because their offense is god awful. Not only does their offensive roster suck, but their coordinator sucks even more. Um, their returning production, uh, dog water. You already touched on that. I'm not really going to get too much into this. Um, they average some of the worst yards per play. I mean, they have almost zero explosiveness. It's uh, not going to be a pretty team. Like I have them 13th, but um. Solely because they're beating, because of me, I say because of me, but because for me, I have them beating Georgia Tech. That's the only reason I have them above Georgia Tech. And um, but I will. I have, go I have ahead. Georgia Tech winning a couple more than them, but uh, it is interesting um, how an offense can go from being so dynamic two years ago in twenty one to god awful in twenty twenty two with many of the same players. Uh, just goes to show you that an offensive system is everything sometimes yeah absolutely and um we can we can wrap them up i'll say a couple players i had listed as uh notable for what that's worth this uh chico Bennett jr and cam butler both defensive players um both returning starters uh, both defensive linemen i think the defensive line is definitely the the bright spot on this team 
Uh, they're but I they're not. I wouldn't call them a great defensive line though. You know, just I'm just saying their their defensive line is probably the best thing on this team, or the best thing they got going for them on this team. The best or the worst. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, um, I if you'd like we can if you'd like we can move on. We can move on to the other Virginia if you'd like. Yeah, we can move on to the other Virginia. So yes, Virginia Tech. Um, I have them personally at twelve, only because they're beating Virginia. <laughs> like I said, this is mm-hmm. the, these are these little personal rankings here. Um, very you know nitpicky, you know, and like you know, but I mean, and the crazy thing is, I have them having a worse overall record. But like I said, I mean, I, don't, I really don't know how the conference rules, the conference standing rules, are for the ACC. But I'm just assuming that it's mainly goes by conference play, and that if you beat a team. You're above them if tied. So, uh, yeah, if and of course it'll go by like overall record if they didn't play. I think, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, actually the ACC just did away with their divisions, which I, I I'm in favor of. I don't really care for the divisions in many conferences. I think they should do it away. It last, it, it takes away from some of the conference championships, like when Michigan's playing Purdue. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Come on now. Or like Georgia playing a depleted LSU team last year. Like yeah. LSU had a good year, but they weren't – I mean, they're not on that level. Right. Granted, they got their butts whipped earlier in the year, but I would much rather see Tennessee get another crack at Georgia if mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. It was definitely the probably the second best team. Not probably. Definitely the second best team in the SEC last year. Calm down. Calm down. So – but uh, yeah, I have Virginia Tech at twelve as well. Um, just for me, the offense never got going really in the in the last year. Um, it was second worst overall in the ACC. They averaged just nineteen points per game. Um, there was no consistency. Um, Grant Wells is going to be the quarterback, I believe, and at. Marshall, he was decent. He has, you know, he's good size, good arm, good mobility. He has the experience. Um, but he has thrown like uh, 31 interceptions the last three years. So, um, got to cut down on those. Um, I think their backup is former Baylor quarterback Kyron Drones. Who is like built like a running back, but he doesn't. I don't think he throws the ball real well. So. Uh, there's not really much of a quarterback competition, but if Wells can't get it going, I'm sure we'll see a change. Um, but they did get some uh, some decent targets in the offseason. They got uh, – sorry, Allie Jennings from Old Dominion, uh, who's kind of their speed guy, Jalen Lane from Middle Tennessee, um, and then Daquan Felton from Norfolk State. So, some production there, but all at the all at a low level. I mean, Middle Tennessee is not great. Old Dominion's not great, and Norfolk State is definitely not great. So, um, I I just don't have high hopes for them. I think they'll be better than last year, um, but defensively, I think they're they're better than people give them credit for. Uh, their defensive coordinator is a young young guy, but I think he's just going to kind of use Virginia Tech as a stepping stone. It's kind of sad to see how bad Virginia Tech's fallen off. Um, 
I mean, they years ago they were one of the best programs in the country. Now they're just not good at mm-hmm. all. Uh, they went three and eight last year. I'm projecting them to go five and seven. They'll beat Old Dominion. They'll beat Marshall. I think they'll beat Wake Forest, Syracuse, and Virginia. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you said everything I was going to say. I think they probably have one of the better defense coordinators in the league as young as he is. Uh, oh, yeah. As a defense plays better than, like I said, what people give him credit for. Uh, I mean, they got really, really, they got a pretty decent defensive roster. And, I mean, the offensive roster, I mean, it's, it's average. But, boy, do they, they underperform. Um, I think that's it's, just a, like a good said, word to put it. It's so average. It's – Right, yeah. So, the, I mean, the defense is going to be the bright spot. Um, but and in a yeah, game much, like college football, that's not a good thing. Yeah, exactly. I say it all the time. I think offense trumps defense as far as college football is concerned. I mean, I feel like we see it all the time. But, um, you know, yeah. So, but with that being said, I only have them beating Virginia and Old Dominion. I have them going 2-10, and 1-7 and seven in the conference. Mm. Yes, I don't think it's going to be pretty for them. But at this, at the same rate, I think they could easily they could go five and seven. I don't, I don't really know with this yeah, conference I mean, this year. I think it's it going to be close game with Purdue, close game with Rutgers. Um, I think Marshall. I'm not going to say Marshall waxes them, but I don't think I think Marshall's got them. Um, obviously, uh, Pitt and Florida State they won't win. They play Wake. I think they could win. I don't think they're going to. And then he's the rest of the games from there saying. A few episodes ago, that Wake Forest was a pretty good team. Um, I forgot that they lost their quarterback, so no, they're trash. I have them. I, I have them at eleven for what it's worth, but uh, I have I them at nine. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if like, you want, like we both said, I mean, yeah, I know that's what I said. That's why we're going team by team. It's just interesting. But yes, I have Virginia Tech at twelve, right above Virginia, um, only because they beat Virginia in conference. And if you want, we can move on to. I'll let you pick the poison, either Georgia Tech or Wake Forest. Who you want? Oh, we'll go Georgia Tech. All right. Let's throw um, it to Georgia Tech. So, still another one of those teams that used to be a good player. Um, I mean, not good player, but good team, but they just fell off hard. But I think the offense this year will be a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. They could not pass the ball last year. They were dead last in third down conversions. Um, horrible on downfield passing. They couldn't stay ahead of the sticks. They gave up a lot of tackles for loss. Um, I think they only scored 16 five times. And that's the only five games they won. So, mm. yeah, just, uh, I mean, just not a good team. They, they, they have to play a very specific way to win games. Um We'll see, but I do think um, – I'm sorry. I do think their their offense will be a little bit better this year. All right. Um, do you have, like, a projected record for them? Um, yes. One. I have them going five and seven. Mm-hmm. No, four and eight. Four and eight. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, no they'll, loot, they'll beat South Carolina State, beat mm-hmm. Bowling Green – Beat Boston College and beat Syracuse. All right, all right. Yeah, so four and eight, two and six in conference. Yes. Um, yes. I uh, and where do you have them? Where does that put them on your rankings? I believe uh, that is. Let me see. Eleven. 
Nice. Okay. Well, I got them at 14. I have them. I'll go ahead and rip the bandaid off. I got them going two and 10, 0 and 8 in conference play. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have them beating South Carolina State Bowling Green. And I put a little, I said, they may be able to eke out the game against Boston College. Um, I don't think they're going to. I uh, think they probably have the worst coaching staff in the ACC, which does not help. Obviously, you know. Right, but you know, you mentioned earlier. Oh, Virginia Tech had but nineteen points a game. Oh, great, Georgia Tech doesn't even have sixteen points a game. Um, they may be. You know, no, they're they're not the worst in FBS. But I mean, boy, they sure are knocking on the door right there. Um, yeah. Look, pass off the passing offense blows. Running offense is okay. Your rushing defense blows. Passing defense okay. Actually, I'll say it's good. I'll give them that. Well, for, for what it's worth, uh, I think Ooh. they got a couple of transfers coming in. Yeah, I know exactly. Groundbreaking. Um, it would surprise – I don't know. I don't know. Their goal this year is to try and try and go bowling, but have fun. You have one of the tougher schedules in the uh, in NCAA. You don't know. So, yeah, I was about to say best of luck. Um, like I said, I got you going 2-10, and ten, uh, Peyton 5 – no, 4-8. and eight. Um I mean, granted, you know, I could see them going five and seven too. I just don't think I don't think that's going to happen. Um, their defensive backs are probably their the strong, the bright point. Sorry, I'm sorry. The uh, shining. What, what am I trying to think? What am I trying to say here? You get what I'm trying to say? I have no idea what you're trying to say. Dude. Bright spot. We'll just say bright spot of this team is the defensive backs. Um, good return returning core of them. But yeah, um, I got them getting two wins this season. Rank 14 for me. Uh, do you want to do Boston College next? Oh, uh, yeah, we can. That's fine by me. So I have Boston College. Okay, no, I messed up. Boston College should be 11, no, 10 for me. 10 for me. And Georgia Tech 12, Virginia Tech 13, Virginia 14. Uh, Boston College, I have going 6 and 6, beating Northern Illinois, Holy Cross, Virginia, Army, UConn, and Virginia Tech. Uh, don't get it twisted. They're not winning six games because they're decent. They just have a super easy schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not good. They lost their quarterback, lost their best receiver in Zay Flowers. Um, My boy. Yeah, Zay Flowers is more of a con. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they have – the ability to do decently, but <laughs> just as any of these other teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say they return some, some decent production in terms of their running backs. Um, but like I said, they lost Bill Yurkovich. So I just don't see him succeeding too much. And like I said, they only win six games because of such an easy schedule. Right. Yeah. And I got, um, I got them beating the same exact people you said, um, I have them tenth of my rankings. I have them get six and six, three and five in conference play. Um, the only thing you got really go for you is that you know minus Dave Flowers, you got pretty good returning production overall. Um, your roster overall is pretty good. Production, not really, um, especially in the offensive side. Your off the offense uh, really underperforms compared to the talent on the team. They could be so much better, but they won't be unfortunately. And yeah, basically good for you. You got an easy schedule. You get to play the other bottom feeders of your conference while not having to play many um, powerhouses in your conference. So good for you. You're going six and six, probably Um, three and five in the conference play. 
You may get to go bowling. We'll see. Uh, you want to move on to Syracuse? Uh, yes. Did we, we already covered Wake? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to keep track because I know we're like Wake is 10. Oh, you said 11, huh? Wake's yeah. 11 yeah. Wake is, 11, yeah. Wake is 11 for me. That's what I'm just trying to keep track on my document here. I need to highlight the teams that we covered because we're jumping around so much. Yeah. Oh, so, um, yeah, we can cover whoever you want to next if you want to do, uh, who'd you say, Syracuse? Yes. Yeah, let's so, do Syracuse. Um, they're a little questionable. Um, Sus. <laughs> they lost their best defensive player in Deuce Chestnut to LSU. Um, what a name. Yes, which he's very good, actually. So they went 7-6 and six last year. I think they go 5-7 and seven this year. They'll beat Colgate, Western Michigan, Army, Boston College, and Wake Forest. And that's about it. I don't think they go bowling. Um, some key players for him, Garrett Schrader, our own day, Gad, Gadsden. I have a hard time saying that name. And Caleb Okechukwu. <laughs> yeah. What would you say about having a hard time saying his name? <laughs> Try to have fun with that one. Um, all three pretty decent players. Garrett Schrader's got some potential in there. Uh, hadn't unlocked it fully yet. Uh, obviously, the transfer from Mississippi State. If y'all are unfamiliar with Garrett Schrader, he's the guy that did like the helicopter twirl after getting tackled one time <laughs> against Kansas State. Um, I think they lose badly to Clemson, lose badly to North Carolina, lose badly to Florida State, lose badly to Pitt. Hmm. So I, none of their losses are really going to be pretty losses. Yeah, um, that's 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 fair. So we shall see, but I just don't have big hopes for them. Um, like I said, they lost Deuce Chestnut. They lost their starting offensive tackle, Matthew Bejeron, and they lost their their stud running back, Sean Tucker. I'm pleased if you don't get that reference. He used to, after every game, he would go on Twitter and say if he was pleased or displeased with his performance that day. Um, some questions I have for him, though. O-line could be decent. They have a new coach, but will it hold up with a new coach? I know um, a lot of times when you get a new offensive line coach, the system tends, you know, they're trying to go back to teach the basics and not some things that you really need to work on, such as like blitz pickups and stuff like that. So we'll see how that um, translates over. They did revamp their secondary after Deuce Chestnut left, but I still don't think it's going to be great. It's full of transfers and, uh, I'm just not sold on transfers all the time. I think I don't think you can build a team with transfers. Um, and then another question I have is Garrett Schrader himself. He could be a key, an impact player, or he could be the bane of their existence. Um, we'll see which one he is. Yeah, well said. I got Syracuse uh, seventh in my rankings. I actually have them going eight and four, four and four in conference play. I'm a little bit higher on them. Um, you know, I I'm a you know, I say defense doesn't mean a lot, but I think that would be the shining point of their team this year. I think they have an average roster build. Uh, their staff really isn't the best. Offensive line is probably one of the worst in the conference. Uh, I know I'm not saying too many good things about them. I got them winning eight games, but I will say the potential's there. Yes, I know. I will say the potential's there. I think the offense will probably outperform what they're projected to. Uh, defense is going to be good. They got they got a pretty solid pass defense. Um Top 25 in the country, I'd say. Uh, they got some pretty solid players. Marlo Wax, uh, linebacker, will probably be the captain of the team. I'd hope so, at least. I'd want him as my guy. 
But um, yeah, I got Syracuse going eight and four. I got them beating Purdue, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Georgia Tech, and Wake. And then I got them obviously beating Colgate, Western Michigan, um, and Army. You don't have them beating Clemson? Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Yeah, the games they're going to lose, kind of how you're saying. I think the games they're going to lose, they would not be pretty losses. And um, that's Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State, and Pitt. Uh, I think they could easily lose to Virginia Tech. I think they could easily lose to Purdue. <laughs> and um, they could probably lose to Georgia Tech, too. Like I said, it's just like I said, we're in the, the bottom tier of this conference. It's, it's just like that. So that's all I have to say about that. Yep. Um, we'll move on to Wake Forest if you like. All right, yeah, that's fine. Finally, get them because they're on my second page just so far down. Yeah, so uh, I do I, – I, I don't mind uh, Wake Forest. They've had a super explosive uh, offense the last few years. Uh, their head coach has done a really great job there. Um, I think – I mean, they still have some talent at wide receiver with Jamal Banks. Um, so I think, I think they can – I think they can overcome some losses that you have them at. Um, obviously, they lost Sam Hartman and A.T. Perry, their quarterback and their leading receiver. Um, we'll see if their offense can remain elite without Hartman. Uh, their defense is absolute Swiss cheese, though, and mm-hmm. they are horrible away from home. So can they start winning away from home is the question. I don't know that they can. I do have them going 7-5. They'll beat Elon, Vanderbilt, Old Dominion, Georgia Tech, lose to Clemson, lose to Virginia Tech. Beat Pitt, um, lost to Florida State, lost to Duke, beat NC State, uh, lose to Notre Dame, and beat Syracuse. No, wait, no, 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 not beat Syracuse. Hang on. Beat Virginia Tech. Anyways, yeah, so I got um, – we're talking about Wake here, right? Yeah, so I got them going 5-7, and 2-6 in conference play. Got them 11th. I think Virginia uh, Tech. I'm in, I'm in Georgia Tech. I figured, yeah, I figured. That's kind of what I heard whenever you said. I heard Virginia Tech, but I, I clicked to Georgia Tech in my head. But, um, yeah, just like you said, that defense blows. The uh, passing defense is, I mean, I could probably, you know, easily spot the weak points in their zones and just pick pick on their man coverage all day. But uh, with that being said, on the opposite, the flip side, they're passing offense, uh, one of the best in the country. And then rushing defense, pretty good. I say pretty good, but good. Rushing offense, pretty bad. So they're a weird team where they seem to have the uh, polar opposites on each side of the ball as far as the um, passing or rushing are concerned. Um, Yeah, they don't really have that much returning production. Uh, Like I said, their best shot for me, their ceiling to me is six wins, and that's if they can beat Duke. And I'm only saying I think they can beat Duke only because Duke's passing defense blows as well. And Wake Forest has a good passing offense, obviously. I still have Duke winning that game. Like I said, I got them going five and seven. Um, they're going to beat their first four. People are going to hype them up because they're playing nobodies. Then they're going to lose the rest of the games except – Yeah, then they're going to lose the rest of the games except Georgia Tech. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, except um, – wait, hold up. Let me think here. Yeah, no. I said I have them going five and seven. Oh, I'm starting to rethink that. Virginia Tech, I mean, look at me. I mean, you're getting freaking confused between Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. I know, dude. Just kick one of them out the conference. <laughs> Get rid of this. I'm tired. Tired of getting them confused. I know. But with that being said, if you want, we can move on to NC State. Uh, yeah, well, hey, real quick, off topic. Uh, did you see the game in 2021, Army versus Wake Forest? <laughs> mm, perhaps. My final score was 70 to 56. Who won? 
Wake Forest did, but they no, gave up 56 good. points to Army. To Army. <laughs> Unreal. Just ugly. Uh, who'd you say you wanted to move on to? NC State. Oh, cool. I have them at eight. Nice. I have them at nine. So, some notable players for them is Brennan Armstrong, Peyton Wilson, and Shaheen Battle. Uh, Brennan Armstrong, obviously the transfer from Virginia, had a really rough year last year, but I think that was more so the offensive system. I think he can return to his form that he was in in Virginia. Um, Some question marks I have for them, though, is their defense has been elite the last few years. Can they remain there? I, I don't know. Um, it's it, feel, it felt like they had it took a lot of wind out of their sails when Devin Leary transferred from them to Kentucky, um, because he was solid for them. I mean, he was consistent. I mean, he wasn't uh, going to go out and change a game, I don't think, but he was definitely. I mean, consistently what they needed. Uh, Brennan Armstrong is anything but that. So, how will quarterback play be without Devin Leary? We shall see. Uh, skill players on the outside, like the wide receivers, running backs, got to be better. Um, if they can take a step up, I think NC State could finish higher than eight. But they did lose Devin Leary to UK, as I was saying. Um, and they lost Devin Carter to West Virginia, another huge loss for them on the outside. Uh, interesting note I have on them is they were 7-0 and last year when scoring 21 or more points. So the key to them, the key for them is scoring 21. Just three touchdowns. That's all That's all they need. Three touchdowns. And three extra points. And three extra points, which if you're an LSU fan, you know that's, those are tough <laughs> to come by. Um, overall, I have them at eight and four. They'll beat UConn, beat VMI, uh, lose to Notre Dame, beat Virginia, beat Louisville, beat Marshall, beat Duke, lose to Clemson, beat Miami, lose to Wake Forest, beat Virginia Tech, and lose to North Carolina. All right, yeah, fair uh, I think you covered all the points. I really won't say much other than the one I got them going. I have them going six and six, three and five in conference play. I have them beating Virginia, Marshall, Wake, Virginia Tech, UConn, VMI. I think Miami is going to be a really good game, a really close game. Um, it helps that you're playing them at home. I think if you beat them, that's your seventh win right there. So good luck, NC State. Uh, I think you'll go bowling. I think that should be your minimum goal. Uh, your schedule is kind of in your favor. Go make the most of what you can. Yep, I agree. Uh, moving on, who do you want to cover tonight? Let's go to a blue blood in basketball, Duke. Duke. Wow, you have them pretty low. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are high on Duke, so it's a little surprising. I'm, real, I'm, real, I'm a realistic about them. Oh, that's fair. Um, scroll up to them. I do have them at five just because they returned so many uh, – so much of their production from last year. Obviously, you return their top four wide receivers. They return their quarterback. Um, had a good run defense last year. Obviously, their pass defense was sketchy. Um, their running back last year, Jordan Waters, was had 123 carries for 566 yards, eight touchdowns. Nothing, nothing eye-popping, but solid numbers. Um, <clears throat> so my, my question marks for Duke, though, uh, can they take the next step? I mean, they, they finished the year off pretty well last year. Tons of returning production. Can they capitalize on it? And my final one is, will Duke finally start caring about Duke? Um, and what I mean by that is, obviously, we know we know what they are in basketball. Blue blood, like Zach mentioned. Um, 
but they've had years in, in other sports, uh, be it baseball, softball, uh, football, that they've, they've flashed a little bit and that you see the potential that they have there. Um, but it just feels like they can't string together multiple years of success. And I think a lot of it has to do with the athletic department just not putting as much effort into football and other sports as they do into basketball for good mention. I mean, like, like Zach said, they are a blue blood. So you're proud of your history and, and, uh, in basketball, but I think it's time to start branching out now too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just have a couple notes here. Um, I think they have a pretty good coaching staff and I think, you know, even though they don't have the best roster, I think it does say a lot. You mentioned it already, the returning production. Um, you know, they don't have the best guys on either side of the ball, but I think they have enough cats that can help them win games where they probably shouldn't win. But in the same sense, uh, these guys aren't good enough to win the games you're supposed to win in the same sense that they could, they, they're probably going to lose some games they probably shouldn't have lost. And they're probably going to win some games they shouldn't have won. Yep. So, um, but like I said, that's just kind of the tier I have them in in the ACC. I do have them going six and six, three and five of conference play. They're my eighth ranked team. I just don't really see it's going to be very tough, very tough for them because they, I mean, they have a decently hard schedule. I mean, sucks. You have to play Clemson, you have to play Notre Dame, you have to play Florida State, you have to play North Carolina, you have to play Pitt, and you have to play Louisville. Those are their um, six losses I got them going for. I believe I mentioned six. Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida State, Louisville, North Carolina, Pitt. I got to lose four games. North Carolina, I think they beat Louisville. I think they lose to Florida State. Um, I think they beat NC State, lose to Notre Dame, and lose to Clemson. So lose to Notre Dame, lose to Clemson, lose to Florida State, lose to North Carolina, and that's it? Yep. Four four losses. Yeah, okay. Which Um, is, look, I mean – it, no, I wasn't saying, yeah, okay, as in, like, I'm, oh, no, yeah, no. okay. <laughs> no, I know. There's room to do it in there. Will they <laughs> yeah. do it? Like I said, that that's my final point on them is, will Duke start caring about uh, Duke? Right. Yeah, I, mean, I think, unfortunately, as much as they could beat Louisville, they could also very much lose to Virginia. Um, By three schools. So. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, you just never know. Yeah, I, don't, I think Duke's going to be that fun team to watch, though. I mean, they may – like I said, they could easily outperform what both me and you were saying, but um, like I said, having a tough schedule doesn't really help things. I just don't. Like I said, I think, yeah, that, that's about it. That's all, that's all I'll say about them. I got them eight, six, and six, three and five in conference play. Yep. Moving on, uh, Louisville next. Sure. Sounds good to me. So, Louisville, obviously, new coach. Funny how Lamar Jackson's. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, so they lost Malik Cunningham and Monty Montgomery. I think those were their two biggest losses of the year. Um, offensively, I think they'll be all right under Brom, Brom, however you are supposed to pronounce that. Um, for whatever reason, I don't have their record on here. Let me let me look on a website see what mm-hmm. their what they have projected. So yeah. this could clash with my uh, my prediction. <laughs> That's fine. My previous predict- projections. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I can go ahead and mention what I have them. I have them six on my list. They're in that um they're on the top of the bottom tier or like the bottom of the middle middle tier for me. Um I have them going eight and four, five and three in conference play. Um Louisville, great defense. Uh not the best offense, but definitely not bad. Um I think, I think it'll you know, come together under Brom though. 
Yeah, and I, I was kind of about to say that too. I think it's good that your rushing game is better than your passing game because it is so much easier to set up your passing game with a good rushing game. Um, and like I said, your coaches are decent enough to understand understand that, I hope. I think they are personally. But um, so I think you'll be okay there. Let's um, sum it up though. I do have them beating um, – Sorry, let me let me look let me look at the schedule and be sure here. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll say mine. I had them okay, beat Murray good. State, Indiana, Boston College, Duke. No, not not Duke. Uh, Virginia Tech and Virginia. Um, they could easily lose some of those games, but I think Brome will be a good coach for him. I think. I mean, he built Purdue into not a not a juggernaut by any means, but a pretty good pretty good program over there. <laughs> the only thing I question is, can he? replicate that at Louisville because I, f- I feel like I see a lot of uh, good coaches go to their alma maters. Uh, it just kind of kind of flop. I mean, you saw Brent Venables this year at Oklahoma. Um, I know he didn't he didn't graduate from LSU, but Ed Ogeron. Granted, he won a national championship. Um, but he – after that, we know what happened. We know what happened. Um. So I just feel like sometimes going back to your alma mater isn't the best thing. Right. It's more of like a personal nostalgia feel. It may not even be the best fit. You're just doing it just to do it. Maybe a, a comfort type of thing yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you feel too comfortable there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And perhaps, I guess, you know, we don't know. But, uh, yeah, I got them going eight and four, five and three. I finally, I finally figured it out, by the way. I got them beating Duke. Beating Virginia Tech, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Boston College, NC State, and I think they can even get nine wins if they beat Kentucky. And I really don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. No, it's not at the realm. It's not outside of the realm of possibilities. Uh, I think it would be difficult, but definitely, like you said, not out of the realm of possibilities. I'm not too too high on Kentucky. Yeah, and um, I mean, I'm I'm about as high on Kentucky as I need to be, if that makes sense. But I think Louisville can comfortably probably get seven wins. I got them getting eight. So uh, good for you for having an easy schedule once again. You're just one of those teams in the ACC. And the, I guess, you know, the toughest team you have to play in your conference is Miami, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so good for you. Good for you. Louisville, Honestly, it's showing me your season Notre to look Dame good. As an ACC team, because I mean, I mean, yeah, technically well. they're not, but right, but you almost might as well. Yeah, we'll say I mean, they're they, all on paper in the conference then. Yeah. Well, moving on, who would you like to cover next? Um, I have Pitt next in my list at number five. I don't know where you got them. Let's see, I have Pitt. At five. Nice. Okay. Pitt it is. Yep. So um, Pitt's an interesting team. I feel like they always have a great D lineman. I mean, obviously, one of the best players in the NFL, and Aaron Donald came from Pitt. Uh, last year, they had Elijah Kant. Cansey. Sorry. Um, but offensively, other than the year they had, or the few years they had Kenny Pickett, they've been a little bit inconsistent. So it'll be interesting to see um, how they go from from go from there with Phil Jerkovich. 
Uh, he obviously just transferred from BC. He's a quality experience quarterback. Not going to go out and do anything crazy for you to win games, but uh, he'll do just enough to win you games. So I'm not crazy about him. I think he can be solid. I think Pitt can do do very well, but I don't think he can put them over the top of maybe like a Florida State or a, mm-hmm. or a Clemson, obviously. Um, I do have them going 9-3. and three. They beat Wofford, beat Cincinnati, beat West Virginia, beat North Carolina, beat Virginia Tech, beat Louisville, lose to Wake Forest. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm, pardon me. They beat Wake Forest, lose to West Virginia, lose Notre Dame, lose, uh, beat, lose to Florida State. So I have an eight, eight and four. I'm sorry, not nine and three. Beat Syracuse, beat Boston College, and lose to Duke. So losses to West Virginia, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, and Duke. So oh, sorry, losses to who again? West no, Virginia, no, West no, Virginia. No, no, no. <laughs> not not what? Yes, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame, Florida State, and Duke. Okay, so you think they beat North Carolina? Yeah, I think they upset North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, uh, so they I got always have, They always tend to have a great defense. I mean, they have a great defensive uh, pass rush. So mm-hmm. just whether or not the offense can join the party or not. Mm-hmm. I think losing Kadon Slovis kind of hurts them because I, I, I do like Slovis. Um, I think he transferred to BYU, but – he was great at USC a few years ago. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just read a tweet saying Tony Snell may be returning to the NBA via the Warriors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. But, uh, yep, I think you hit all the, hit all the points that I was going to say. Um, one of my bigger points is that the offensive coordinator, unfortunately, does not bring the best down that offense. No. Um, so, I is mean, still Pat that really, no, no, really he's sucks. a head coach, huh? I believe so. Let me see. Um, LMNOP, right? Pat Narduzzi is the head coach. Your offensive coordinator is Frank Kinetti. That's right. And uh, defensive coordinator, Randy Bates. Keep up the work, Randy. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I got them going 9-3, and three, actually. I only have them losing. Actually, I'll say who they win against. Uh, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, Cincinnati, Louisville, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Boston College, Duke, and obviously Wofford. And um, I think it's going to be a very close game with North Carolina. Um, but I think North Carolina is going to be able to pull that one out. That's my – kind of got North Carolina pretty high. Well, got a lot of these well, teams I too. High, I just but... think they drop a stunner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> moving on, uh, who do you have it for? North Carolina. Oh, Interesting. Okay, we'll cover North Carolina. All right, let's do it. Um, where are they at? Break. One second. Let me find. Them. I think they're in North Carolina. Yeah, no, couldn't find them. Um, so North Carolina, obviously, their key players, first and foremost, is Drake May, if not the best, one of the two best quarterbacks in the country. Um, had an absolutely stellar year last year. We'll see if he can build off of that and get even better. Mac Brown's a great head coach, so I think I think he'll pull more out of Drake May this year. Um, now the question is, if he builds off of this stellar year, could he actually put UNC over Florida State and Clemson? Uh, I don't know. Their defense is pretty pretty suspect, and the only thing I have a problem with 
in terms of offense is the supporting cast for Drake May. Um, I do like British Brooks. I think he could be a, a solid running back. Um, he was a solid running back before getting hurt. On name team as well, British Brooks. Um, he could be in the bell cow form this year. So he is also a seventh-year senior, I believe, and so he's got some experience with that. Um, lost their two best receivers, Josh Downs and Antoine Green, last year. Defensively, there's not much to harp on except for Cedric Gray. I think he's a very good linebacker. He was all ACC a year ago, and he played <laughs> he he played 985 snaps last year. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, um, I think you. I think you're gonna hit the nail on the head. Offense, muy bueno. Defense, no bueno. Um, also, a guy on the defense, Miles Murphy, uh, along with Cedric Gray. Those are really the only two. Well, no, I mean they they actually have a pretty good defense, but man, they just they once again, it's just one of those situations where I think your defensive coordinator is really hurting you. Um, man, I feel like if they could bring someone in, that's actually worth a crap. North Carolina may – I wouldn't say they're the team to be in the ACC, but, boy, they'd be – I mean, they'd be knocking on the door with Clemson and Florida State this year, honestly. Oh, yeah. But they're not. Um, I got them going 10-2, 6-2 in conference play, only losing to Miami and Clemson. And, once again, close game with Pitt. Um, that will determine if they get double-digit wins or not, in my opinion. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I believe you. Uh, the offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. Defense, not so much. Defense is going to do some stupid things out there. That's going to leave you scratching your head. Yeah, they're going to look um, like a uh, high school team out there. Yes. But, yeah, with that being said, I got them uh, four in my rankings, 10-2, and 6-2. Yep, I agree with that. Same for me, except for I had them third in my rankings, not fourth. I have Miami at, at four. Um, man, I'm just not sold on Miami. That's fair. That's fair. Why Miami, just consistency. I don't like Mario Cristobal as a coach. I do have them going eight and four with losses to AM, Temple, not Temple, um, <laughs> North Carolina, Florida <laughs> State, and Clemson. I have them losing to Bethune, Cookman, Temple, Virginia. Sorry, that's that's what I get for reading before, <laughs> I think. Um, no, I, I just don't. I don't. Consistency for them is just not there. Uh, defensively, they had moments last year they were good, and then they had moments that they looked like a high school team out there, like against Middle Tennessee State, when Middle Tennessee State's just chunking it down there. It looks like Tyreek Hill is running down the field. Uh, they can't catch him. The announcers are laughing at him. I mean, it was just unbelievable, dude. Uh, I've never seen something so funny. that a, mm-hmm. an, an announcer was literally laughing at them as he's calling the game. It mm-hmm. was just unreal. Um, a far cry from what Miami teams back in the day were. I do think they have one of the best players in college football in Camp Kinchins, though. Uh, All-world safety there. Uh, so maybe they can build around him and make that, solidify that defense. Tyler Van Dyke, I like him as a prospect. I don't like him under Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal runs a Stone Age type of offense. It's trash. Not a big fan of Mario Cristobal. Another one of those guys that's coming back to his alma mater, and he's disappointing. Um, they have a new defense coordinator, so maybe they can they can clean up the coverage bus. And I just don't think they can win the big games against like Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina. 
Um, I, I will say one player to watch would be Francis Maui Goa. He's a freshman offensive tackle. He was a jewel of their signing class. Look for an immediate impact from him. Mm-hmm. Yep, you pretty much hit all the points I was going to say. I do have them going 9-3, and 6-2 and two in the conference play, only above North Carolina because I think they beat North Carolina. I do think, though, kind of opposed to you, I think this will be the year they put it all together. Not put it all together to, you know, go like make a big run or anything. I still, but then they have them losing three games to uh, – no, uh, no, I'm sorry, not North Carolina, Texas A&M, Florida State, and Clemson. So I th- they could very well lose to North Carolina, though. So, I mean, there's that. But, um, yeah, I think you said everything I was going to say, actually. So, good job. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of Miami. Obviously, more of a – I do enjoy watching Florida State, so obviously not a big, <laughs> big fan of them. Uh, so one and two, I think we we agree that both of these teams are interchangeable. I think a lot of it – I think more of it depends on what Clemson looks like this year for me, mm-hmm. more so than what Florida State looks like. I think we know what Florida State's going to look like. Um, Jordan Travis has been consistent throughout his time at Florida State. He is a sixth-year senior. Yeah, sixth-year senior. So he's he, – and he's gotten more and more productive over over the course of the year. I mean, the years uh, now just add an offensive line and more weapons to that. Uh, they're going to have a good year, man. They have Jared Verse returning, potential top 10, really a top 10 lock last year, and he he passed up the a top 10 pick to return to Florida State. One of the freakier guys in the country. Um, Harold Perkins-esque maybe had some better production than Harold Perkins last year just because he started every game. Um, but the one thing I do think about Jared Verse is I think he can be kind of injury-prone at times. Uh, it felt like every game that I watched of theirs, I look away for one second, I look back, and Jared Verse is on the ground, rising in pain. I'm like, golly, man, just stay healthy. Um, Jordan Travis is going to be good, man. And then he has that bit, he has some great targets to throw to in Keon Coleman and uh, Johnny Wilson. Both of them, Johnny Wilson, I believe, is six foot five, and a basically a track star. I mean, he's going to be great. Keon Coleman, who everybody thought was going to be the wide receiver one from Michigan State this year, obviously entered the portal, had it down to LSU and Florida State. At the end of the day, LSU wouldn't offer him really basically a wide receiver one spot, and he ended up going to Florida State, where the wide receiver room isn't as crowded. Uh, if you follow LSU, you know that wide receiver room is always crowded. Um, and you just can't promise anybody a wide receiver one spot there. Uh, not that I think he's going to be the wide receiver one at Florida State either because you bring in Hakeem Williams as well. He was the highest rated high school recruit last year for Florida State. Uh, they're the gem of their class. Freaky, freaky athlete for Florida State. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he can make an uh, immediate impact. I think he can. Some question marks I have for him though. Uh, Adam Fuller, the defensive coordinator. I don't know if I don't know if he can keep the defense consistent. It feels like at times they're very inconsistent, um, specifically the secondary for them. So I have my eyes on them. Um, another thing is their offensive their offensive system is very different. It's basically a, a high tempo running attack, kind of like Ole Miss had back in twenty twenty one. That's Mike Norvell's kind of bread and butter. When that fails, what 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 are they going to turn to? I know Jordan Travis is a good thrower, 
But what gets him out of trouble a lot is his legs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when that running game fails and and they make Jordan Travis's arm beat people, like especially against defense such as LSU, Clemson, um, whoever they may play in a potential playoff uh, opportunity. And now I will say they did lose two pretty big players. Um, they lost Sam McCall, former five-star to high school. He transferred to Texas A&M. And Micah Pittman, their bigger-bodied wide receiver, not in terms of height, but more like a blocking kind of guy. He transferred to Utah. Slot guy. Um, obviously, his brother Michael was in the NFL. I'm sure everybody's familiar with him. Um, Micah's got some got some ability, but he hadn't really shown it yet. So he went ahead and transferred to Utah, and I think we're gonna see somebody easily slip into his spot. What do you have there? Uh, projected record being? I think it's either ten and two or eleven and one. I do have them losing a game or two. I don't know where they come. Probably to somebody like Clemson or LSU. Uh, those are really my two games to circle. I don't think they lose any other games. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, I got the same. I got them going 11-1, um, going undefeated in a conference play. Um, they're number one for me. Uh, I only have them losing to LSU. So, I said they'll be 0-1, but then they'll win 11 in a row, rattle them off pretty easily, I think, except Clemson. Like I said, Clemson's going to be a nice little game to watch. Um, yeah, talent is going to supersede everything on this team, everything else on this team, I should say. Um, you know, I think I'm not saying this is the year they're going to win the championship, but boy, um, if they want to, if they really want to make a good run, you this know, is it. yeah, this gotta is go, it. you got to go for it. I mean, you got to, especially, I mean, you start off the season against LSU. I feel like if you beat LSU, the conversation really has to start that, okay, this is definitely going to be a playoff team, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. I got them going 11 one undefeated in the conference play. And you have them losing to LSU? Yep. Yeah, that's going to be a sneak, uh, not a sneaky good game, but a very good game. Obviously, we saw the two showdown show uh, play last year, and it was everything I could have hoped for in terms of that game. I mean, what a great game that was. Came down to the extra point, man. But was a great game. I think we're going to see a better version of Florida State this year. Uh, last year they did hit a bump in the road. They lost three straight once they got to the really the hard part of their schedule. I think they overcome that this year. Um, but the question mark is they haven't beaten Clemson in so long. It's just going to be interesting to see if they can finally get over that hump. Yeah, I think this will be the year they do it. I think so too. Um, obviously Clemson is my one slash two team. Um I think Dabo Sweeney has built a monster over there, although they have been a little bit quiet since they lost Trevor Lawrence, which feels like an eternity ago, but it was really two years ago. So that just goes to show you how good this program or how good the program he's built is. Um, Cade Klubnick has the ability to be just as good as Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, former five-star, highly, highly, highly rated uh, quarterback out of high school. Um, He's got a new offense coordinator, and guess who that offense coordinator is? Lincoln Riley's brother. So, uh, he was at TCU last year. Obviously, we all know what TCU's offense looked like last year in the nat- – well, not just – I'm not saying in the national championship, but they got to the national championship. Very uh, good offense, high-octane offense. Kind of another 
similar to like Mike Norvell in, t- in terms of uh, high speed running game. So Will Shipley is going to be the guy that everybody looks at. He's one of the best running backs in college football. He receives it well. He runs it well. Uh, he can run really fast. Um, I mean, dude's the real deal. So I think he's going to be really good under uh, Riley. I think Klubnik takes another step under Riley. I think Clemson is going to be really, 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 really good this year. And then, of course, defensively, Dabo Sweeney is going to make sure that's that's – uh, solid. Uh, after losing Venables a year ago, um, they really didn't make too – the defense didn't change very much. I mean, they had a lot of the similar stats in terms of scoring defense, the yard per game defense, uh, takeaways, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's pretty much much of the same there in terms of defense for Clemson. Um, they did lose DJ Umiangalele, and the only reason I have that as a notable departure is just because I wanted to say his name. Um, he was he was another guy that was a former five-star, uh, really highly rated quarterback at a high school. However, I think just a bad offensive system really uh, hurt him and Kate Klubnik last year. Plus, mm-hmm. neither guy was solidified as the starting guy. So, a revolving door quarterback, um, inconsistency at wide receiver, which I think they changed this year. I mean, when's the last time Clemson went a few years without having a guy at wide receiver? It feels like they haven't had a guy since Justin Ross. And even him, he was hurt his last year, so really T. Higgins. I mean, it's been a it's been a good little minute from a school like Clemson that usually produces super high level uh wide receivers. Yeah, um, I think you hit the nail on the head on everything. I got them, I got them going number two um, in my rankings, eleven and one, just like Florida State. Except the only difference being they lose to Florida State. Uh, I think that's going to be a great game, and I do think they kind of have a little rough, rough part in their schedule where there's like three games in a row they got to play Miami, NC State, and Notre Dame. They could easily lose one of those three games. I don't think they will, but they could. I think they lose um, to Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean that could that could definitely happen, and um, just as I much as they lose another game Dame in this uh in this episode since they're an independent, but I mean they play more ACC teams than anything. I mean, yeah, maybe uh, ACC is kind of um, yeah, I don't know, weird like that. But you know, we yeah. can cover the independents and like maybe like the top group of five teams or something in an episode. Yeah, I don't know. We'll but, we'll consider it, but. It, after uh, kind of looking up, looking at the ACC, it really is crazy to see like the differential between the Big Ten, SEC, and the ACC. I mean, top to bottom, mm-hmm. this conference really isn't great, other than two teams. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, um, that'll do it for the ACC preview. Hopefully, our predictions are somewhat right. I think they will be. You know, I think me and you may have may have called some shots on some of our games. That should be fun to watch, see if they turn out the way we think they're gonna turn out. But yeah. Um uh, you have any closing thoughts? Um only thing I wanna hit on is it's a little bit off topic, but Sean Strickland and is he Sonya <laughs> is confirmed for USC yes. yes. As I mentioned last episode. Yes. Valuable sources. He gave Peyton insider information. 
I don't have sources, about. by the way, guys. Don't. <laughs> no, don't look for yeah, me for sources. You are the source. I'm the source. Sometimes that's how it is. Yeah, that's gonna be. It's gonna be. I somewhat do have sources, show. but they're not very reliable. <laughs> so, guess not. But oh yeah, guess that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, it is very greatly appreciated. Thank you for sitting through our ACC preview. Um, if you agree or disagree with our standings, obviously me and Peyton, we this is probably the most will vary in a single conference ranking uh, preview. So should be interesting. I'd be um, interested to hear what other people have. So we haven't covered the Big Ten, Big Twelve yet. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But um, yeah. I guess that's it. Yep. Thank you all again. Yes, absolutely. Peace. Peace.